Welcome, everybody, to our June Extra AF. Can you believe it's June already? I mean, March was like 16 months long. Yeah. So blowing my mind that it's like summer already. <laughs> it is insane. Oh, man. So we have Luciana with us this time. Again. Woo! He was, he was, fun story. He was supposed to be with us on May. <laughs> he fell asleep. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? <laughs> I don't know, but I took, I took two gummies tonight. So let's see. Don't cancel me now. You, you have me? Don't lose me. Oh, that's too funny. That's I'm, I'm very crackheady about that. It's like, oh, where'd he go? I don't know. Oh, man. No, I'm lying. You were here for the listeners. You felt you were gone by the time we did the drunk dive. That's what I meant. You were okay. here. I'm a yeah. liar. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm Kina. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, you are? I'm the lesser Natalie. <laughs> oh, man. And you guys sent us so many stories. I'm so excited. Let's get right into it, you know? All right. I'm going I'm to start with Samantha Lewis. And the title is My Haunted House and a Ghost Recording. Yes. I'm so <laughs> excited. Yes, I love a good EVP. All right. Says, hey, y'all. I'm currently procrastinating on a project for mortuary school. What? <laughs> I'm intrigued and decided to write into y'all about a haunted house. Now, before I begin, I need to give you a little backstory. I'll try to keep this email short. You really don't have to. But no. no. About two years ago on the day of the dead, I was driving to work when I got a sudden chill. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a black figure in the passenger seat of my car. Oh, normally my black hair likes to play tricks on me. Naturally, I assumed that it was my hair tricking my peripheral vision. It was not my hair. It turned in this black figure. I could see through it. What I assumed was it head and then it vanished. I don't like that. For about two (laughs) weeks after the incident, I felt like I was being watched. Until we got the news that my husband and our house had just finished being built and we could go pick up the keys and start moving our stuff in. What we didn't know at the time was that our new home sits on an old farmland. Oh, that's never good. No. This is how, like, poltergeist shit happens. The first (laughs) night we moved our things into the house, I began unpacking some pop. Soda? Oh, wait. Yeah, no. I didn't. Uh, I began unpacking some pop figures. See, if I would have just kept going, Hmm. it would have made sense. Then my husband collected (laughs) one of my dogs was in the garage with me. I kept hearing faint scratching, but thought I was just psyching myself out. I noticed that my dog was staring at the same wall. He was tilting his head to the side and trying, oh no, trying to make the sound out. I don't like it when dogs do that, staring at nothing and be like, uh, mm-mm, don't like it. At this point, I was getting uneasy. I just told myself, new home, new noises. It's just settling. It's never just settling. <laughs> I grabbed an armful of pop figures and opened the door to the room that shared the wall with the scratching wall in the garage. It opened about an inch before it slammed back on me. Nope. I screamed, dropped all the figures, and booked it straight to my husband. It's exactly what you should do. Never should be alone. They're saving a number. He grabbed his gun, and we started opening all the doors and closets. We checked the windows in the attic, thinking maybe somebody had been living or had gotten into our home. Oh, mm-hmm. that's even scarier. Yeah. You're just moving into a new home. Somebody was squatting in there. No, 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 no. We didn't find anything out of the ordinary. He laughed at me, telling me that I spooked myself out. 
not cool, dude. We went to bed about 3 a.m. Oh, no. That's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> that same night, we heard a loud crash, as if someone had toppled over all the boxes that we had been put away in the creepy room and garage. Our three dogs lost it. They were screaming and howling and barking. I've never, ever heard them make these noises. My husband bolted out of bed naked and grabbed his gun and rushed to see what was going on. And then parentheses says he could have at least put on some undies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's no time in an emergency. You just gotta do what you gotta do. It's been about, it's been about two years now and doors will slam shut. The dogs will bark and growl at random corners of the house. Things will fly off the shelves. I see my little black shadow figure from time to time and, in all caps, I'm attaching some audio I captured while I left my mic on mid-recording my own podcast. Ooh. You can hear me in another room apologizing to my dog, and then something else that sounds very close to the mic. What do y'all think? All right. Wait, wait, what did she say it sounds like? <sighs> okay, she said it's right. You can hear me in another room apologizing to my dog, and then something else sounds very close to the mic. Okay, I already got chills. <laughs> Nothing's happening here. I'm all leaning in like, mm. okay. I'm really excited. Are you guys excited? Everybody listening? Yeah, I want to yes. see what it sounds Ready. like. Ready for it. <gasps> okay. All right. So play it a couple times so I can just. Okay. Yeah, we got to get a. Ooh, no. It's like a growl. Okay. It sounds a little muffled, but. It, it is a weird noise. Okay. It sounds like breathing. Yeah, like, yeah, from, from here it sounds like. I you believe. Can hear. I love that she's saying, like, I'm sorry I poked your eye out. Is that what she's saying? Because that's what it sounds like. I didn't hear. I didn't even hear. Okay, hold on. We'll, we'll just keep going until we hear. I'm sorry I Did you hear it that time? She did poke her eye. <laughs> okay, one more time. Okay. like a dog like yeah yeah breathing or barking into it yeah oh i do not like that i was looking at hellhounds earlier today that's what that sounds like to me. Couple, couple, yeah. couple things on that story like when your wife who you love thing <laughs> tells you she saw did she say a ghost or a man was it a ghost what did she tell her husband oh well, she's she opened the door and the door slammed back at her. Yeah. So if your wife tells you that there's a paranormal activity, two things. If 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 you if you believe her, then obviously you're like, okay, I'll, I'll be concerned too. And two, if you blow her off thinking she's crazy because you know ghosts aren't real, and you don't believe that. Stay with your wife because she's crazy. Like eat pick one, <laughs> but stick with your wife because that's who you pick for life. I don't. Oh, understand. Yeah. Like Zeke does not believe in ghosts, but he like will humor me he'll go on ghost hunts and stuff and then you know like the one time we were at the crescent and i freaked myself out <laughs> he, he turned on all the lights and stuff and just dealt with me <laughs> he's not happy about it but he'll suck it up <laughs> like protect me why else have a husband if you can't protect yeah. me from the ghosts I'm, saying but no, <laughs> I'm like what's that noise he's like ghosts and i'm like don't don't even do that no yeah, don't bring that here don't bring those demons into our mm. house Man, okay, there's a, go ahead. What? No, 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 no. No. I was gonna say there's like one more paragraph. Okay, keep uh, going. 
anyways, I'm not sure if everything going on has to do with my shadow figure or if something happened in this old farmland and my little shadow or shadow figure is protecting me. I just can't seem to pinpoint what it wants. Sorry, this is so long. Thank you for taking the time to read it. Sam from the Booze Podcast. Oh, pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. That's lovely. Nice. Uh, Podcast out. I'm gonna put it. I was thinking like we've. I've heard a couple stories. I've heard. Well, we've heard many stories about people (laughs) activities. And then I think last time I was on, we were talking about would would I prefer to have a home on like un un you know tamed land or like neighborhood Mm -hmm. land? And I was thinking about it. I don't know if I said this last time, but you're like if the people like oh it's like one's more scary than the other. And I think build already like land that has history. Because I wouldn't want to live there for, if it's about, it involved ghosts. Because that's probably a, a vicious murder, and so it's a, it's a really torn spirit. And then if mm-hmm. it's like farmland or land that's never been like uh, like you're probably messing with like uh, some kind of uh, non-human spiritual nature kind of thing. And and all you're hearing is something not knowing how doors work. That's why they keep slamming them, right? Because they're not human; they're like more woodland spirit as opposed yeah. to murdered victim. I don't know. That's just. Uh, so I found their podcast. It says host Allie and Sam cover everything macabre and more each Monday. Listen to topics that make your skin crawl. Booze Ooh. podcast is one stop spot for all things that lurk in the dark. And they're kind of, they're like half of us. So 37. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, check them out. That's a good nice. story. Thank you, yeah. Sam. Uh, so what did you say about Emery? What does he do? Does he protect you or is he more scared? Probably more scared. He's more like me. Yes. <laughs> Though I will admit, I'm not proud of it, but I actually am afraid of the dark. And it's probably all the scary movies I've seen. I don't know. I, I hate when, I just hate, I hate complete darkness. And so there's always one or two lights on all the time. So I'll, I'll throw that out there. I'll admit it. And it's not rational at all. No, that's um, where all the scary things are. That's totally exactly. rational. Sorry. <laughs> um, but we watched The Grudge, like the new Oh, the new one? Yes. Oh, the, other, the other day? God damn. Like, that was so bad. And little kids and creepy eyes and the crawling. Like, that's one of the scariest movies to me. And um, it would make me jump. But what made me jump more is the Emery jumping next to me. Because he, would, <laughs> he, he sits on the floor and I was laying on the couch. And he would jump back, which would hit me. And then, <laughs> and then at one point he's like bluesy and he just like <laughs> Wait, he said bluesy or that's the sound effect you use for the um he, his nickname for me is bluesy oh, oh I love that um, it's because when I first started dating I had blue hair and so I called oh, it and it, then it eventually became bluesy he <laughs> and so, he, he tuna sandwiched you <laughs> Andy from the office uh, yeah, it was basically was yeah. yeah. Blue hair, blue bluesy. Doesn't matter what it looks like now; it's yeah. there. What if you had a hat on? What would that be? Not bluesy. Like, what's up, Cappy? <laughs> you know, like, possibly. I don't know. He'd find something. Bluesy. Um. Nice. But yeah, he would just grab me, and that would freak me out more than what the movie was doing. I'm like, Emery, you're not helping. <laughs> Uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's making it worse <laughs> all right 
I had to share. But if you like scary stuff, I highly recommend it. It makes you okay. It, it's pretty scary. This is from Marissa, one of our lovely Patreons. That I, this is actually her friend's story that was nice enough to share. I us. think didn't she share a story before, and then we asked. Well, we demanded a follow up for the friend. I think that's what this is. I think it's the follow up we demanded very forcefully. Possibly. <laughs> uh, well, I think she. I haven't read this, but I think she kind of recapped, and then I see a second paragraph that says, "Then an update." So we're gonna. Okay. So if we've heard this before, then I'm sorry. We're just kind of recap. Then I don't know. We're gonna go with. It. Hello, my name's Tasha. This was my first and only supernatural experience, but I've looked back on it many times since the day it had happened, wondering the story behind it. I used to close a grocery store every night at 11. It took me about 15, 30 minutes to clean up and an extra 30 minutes to get home. I lived at what we called a village. It was a big tourist attraction, though the village itself was small. There were lots of vacation homes surrounded by trees and dim lights. It was a week before Halloween. Oh, that was a bad story. (laughs) (laughs) After a long day at work, I turned on some music and headed home. The night was dark with only my headlights guiding my way. With the music taking me over, I was relaxed and I was at peace. But on my road, a few blocks from my house, I saw something that made me freeze. I turned my music off. I slowed my car down to really take in what I was seeing. (laughs) At midnight, I'm looking at a woman. She was standing at the front of the driveway wearing what looked like a pink nightgown, black hair hanging down over her shoulders. It's like she was frozen with her head down, staring at the ground. As I drove past, I remember looking in my rearview mirror, but I don't remember seeing anything. Today, I did some research on deaths in that area. Though I couldn't find a picture of the woman herself, I found something that gave me chills. 2010, a man had strangled his wife and child, leaving their bodies in the bedroom. Had slit the throat of his cats and dog. No! (laughs) It's okay. I know it's so sad. Just everybody. No No one made it. All of this was done just three blocks from the house I was staying in. Could the wife be the woman on the side of the road? Mm. Oh. So it says, then an update. I know it's been a while, but I wanted to give you an update. I got very obsessed with this story. I went through endless scenarios on how I could go back and help her. I even drove my friend up at 3 a.m., On Halloween night, that is like so many, many but I was there to see if I could find her again. There was no luck. Though we freaked ourselves out, well, yeah, with Halloween music and and what if something crawled in front of the car kind of talk. Anyway, months later, I had a dream of the ghost. I wondered how I could help her. And she told me, if you help me, there is no one going back. Ooh, you help, Ooh, that. help me there's no going back that is very ominous Mm-mm. when i woke up i started worrying there was no way i wanted any evil in my life of course my scenarios continued i even asked my friend on next go back out there with me next halloween no 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 no, no. <laughs> honey no 
The starting of the next Halloween was terrifying. I'd recently gotten married, and this man in my life. I don't. I don't. I don't feel bad for whatever's about to happen. To <laughs> I know you planned a year in advance. <laughs> so she got married, and this man is my life. I never once had a dark dream about him until this day. Oh no! The dream started normal. It was common, calming, and even a bit fun. But then someone showed up. Her eyes turned black. And we knew she was bad news. Later, her and a man cornered us in a public restroom. The walls and ceiling were cracking and they came at us with needles. The woman lunged for my husband, but I got in, got in her way. And the needle she held went deep into my arm. Oh, no. I went paralyzed, dropping to the floor, watching them as they tortured my husband in front of me, laughing. The last thing I saw before I woke up was my husband slowly dying on the top of the floor. Oh, my God. Mm. Halloween day was Mm. torture. Oh, my God. I went home early because everything just seemed wrong. All I wanted that day was to be with my husband. Just today, I was telling my ghost story to a coworker and someone else overheard me. She exclaimed that she knew the lady I saw on the road. This family owned a laundromat that she used to go to. When I asked her what the mother looked like, she told me she had long, dark brown hair. And I wonder if she was looking for her son, she said. My chest got very heavy and I felt tears well up. I couldn't believe that she was really the mother and the thought that she may have been looking for her eight-year-old son that may have already passed on broke my heart. She believes that the ghost of the mother had tried to protect me from going out Halloween night. It definitely didn't feel safe. Always follow your gut. Mine may have decided no matter how tempting to not go ghost hunting, stay safe and see you on the other side. Oh my God. What? Marissa is here with us live as we're recording. She just commented, I am the stupid friend who went ghost hunting for her. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we love you, Marissa. <laughs> yes. Funny. Along with plenty of other reasons, but that is definitely. Oh, oh, wow. That was intense. I can't. Oh, my God. I can't imagine having a dream like that about my. that was that is crazy oh that was rough that 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 out the part where someone grabbed them in the dream like someone grabbed them like yeah yeah because like when i was in high school i worked at mcdonald's and (laughs) closing up and i remember this old lady was sitting by the door waiting for a family i guess and uh as i'm mopping she like grabs me she, she grabs me and I was like, oh, and she goes, do you know what those uh, little holes on the side of your head are? Oh, I have, I have a little hole that looked like piercings. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, what? And she goes, you know, when, uh, when Jesus returns and he takes back all the people, you're going to say that down and lead the, 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 the army for God or whatever. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> 
That's a lot of responsibility. My first, my first yeah, time, no pressure. No, but I was like, you know, growing up, I was, it was really Catholic growing up. I was like, wait, I'm being left behind? Like, oh, my first Not that I get to run, you know, be in charge of God's army. I was like, well, I got to left behind. Oh. <laughs> um, wow. All right. Well, hopefully I can lighten this up. This one is from Morgan Roloff. I think I'm saying that right. I'm so sorry. And it says, my great grandpa likes to prank me. So I'm hoping this will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's dead. I feel, yeah, I feel like one of those. Okay. Hold on to that feeling. Hold on to that good, good feeling. It says, hi, guys. My name is Maggie. She, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. Y'all asked for personal stories. And boy, do I have one. My great-grandpa is one of my biggest inspirations. He was the personification of the word perseverance. There's so many big words here. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I'm not drunk. Okay. His brother died at at the age of six years old, and then his father died a year later. My poor great-great-oma. Oh, you must be German. That's cool. Imagine being 11 years old and a kid going through all that. He was a war hero in the Second World War. Despite being very seriously injured during the war, he became a teacher. So, backstory aside, let's get spooky. Ooh, I like how you think. It started <laughs> when I was in middle school. I was considered the weird girl. Weren't we all? And the suck up because I've, I've grown super close to the librarian. Aw, we bonded over Harry Potter and the TV show switched at birth. That's so sweet. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I love that. She was the one teacher I could talk to back t- or back then. And, of course, 14-year-old girls are really shitty. So, of course, I was bullied. <sighs> weren't we all? Unless you were the bully. <laughs> and you weren't. But, anyway. The mask but- out. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I-, I had my share. Uh, to this day, I am still scarred by the mean things the mean girls said to me. Anyway, books were my escape. One night I was up reading, pretty sure I was reading The Book Thief. Ooh, really good book. And my light randomly turned out. My ass thinks that it's something to do with the wind. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, does you mean like herself, like my ass, or her? She's got one of those body parts that goes, oh, the storm's coming. I feel it on my cheeks. Like, what do you mean by my ass? I have oh, so many questions. Oh, and she says she went to go turn it back on. Literally two minutes later, it happens again. And again, two minutes after that. I remember feeling some type of energy that told me, quote, go to bed now. I was spooked. So I did. You know, like you say, Luciano, like you put the covers your head and you snore yourself. So you fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Lo and behold, at five o'clock that morning, my dad, who was working in quotes, Came home very drunk and a screaming match ensued between him and my mom. Whenever they fought or my dad sent me into a panic attack, I always felt a comforting presence. Dramatic childhood aside, I feel you there, sister. There have been several times where I thought I lost my phone, keys, and other important things, only to find them in my room in a spot I swore I checked before. One time I was getting ready for a dress rehearsal. Theater kids represent... My my ass swore I put my dance shoes in my dressing room during a prop check. Our director came in with them asking whose shoes were backstage. That's funny. (laughs) Little prankster. 
I have so many more stories like this, like the time my ex and I got lost in the sketchiest part of my city, our nightmare neighborhood, and my haunted childhood toys, but that's all for now. I need to know every single one of those. <sighs> haunted toys creep me out, though. Is it a doll? I yeah. don't like dolls, but I yeah. need to hear about it, but I don't like them. So, and it says enjoy. <laughs> that last part where she goes, we got, we got, we got, we were scared because we were in the sketchy part of the town. Uh, you know, they're probably... I'm just saying they probably sound like they're white and they're, you know, probably most black neighborhood. It's funny because because <laughs> the one time, one time, like there was like outside of my neighborhood growing up, the one time we saw like white people walking, like we were scared. We're like, don't go out there. There's white people out there. They're probably- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know oh. them. They're probably, they're probably collect- bill collector. Bill <laughs> collector. Yeah, bill collector. <laughs> Got two bully stories. Two. The first one is because I, I didn't. I don't think I was really bullied, uh, but I did fight bullies. I hate bullies. Uh, and so I remember, I remember in elementary school, the cool kids are picking on this nerdy kid. And he's like, the, he's one of the, te- his mom's a teacher and they're picking on him. And I remember that I just got up and I tried to defend him. Right. And he was so, he got, he got annoyed and mad that I had to stand up for him. So then he makes a joke about me and then the bullies laugh at his joke. And then he's like, uh Oh, and he keeps like joking and like making fun of me and they're laughing like to win the bullies over. I'm like, I came in to defend you and you turned on me. And I was just, I couldn't, I remember being a kid going, what's, what's going on? And then uh, he keeps cracking. He got to the point where he started making fun of my dad. And mm-hmm. I think it was super personal. I think I was in the fifth grade. I just, uh, but anyways, I remember at that point I was like, oh no, oh no. And I remember he's now part of their clique and they're standing by the lockers. And and I remember being furious, but like confused. But as I walked by, he slaps another insult. And as, as at the, that moment that I grab him by the forehead and stamp him up against the wall. So I got in trouble. <laughs> so anyways, I was like, he deserved it because he, he was bullying me. I, I went in to defend him. He flipped it on me. I know. That's such an asshole move. Yeah. And then in high school, I remember there was a gang in my classroom and really cool biology teacher. And they wouldn't be quiet. And at one point, one guy like flips him off as he's walking away. And I snap and I start insulting him like a precursor to comedy. I just light him up. I, I mean, I remember going, you're stupid. Like, look at me. I'm a gangster. You're dying for a piece of cloth that was dyed for chemicals made in India. What is wrong with you? Oh, you came <laughs> But you don't own anything. You have no investment in them. That's your mom's house. No one knows you. Like, that's the stupidest thing. I'm going crazy off on these gang members. And then I'm just like, the teacher's like, Mr. Pacheco, I remember him too. He goes, he goes, uh, it's okay, Luciano, it's okay. And then I calm down and I realize, oh no, I just made fun of an entire gang. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, was, that was, that was, uh. So, like, well, like you said, it's instinctual though. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, our next story mm. is from. Miss Megan, and it's an outdoor history museum ghosty. Ooh, yes. This is my kind of story. I'm really excited. <laughs> All right. So, hello. I heard your call out for spooky stories, and I have a little nugget that is kind of right in your wheelhouse. Feel free to cut blah, blah, blah. It's all right. It's always long enough and plenty fun. So, when I was just out of high school, I took a job as a costume interpreter at a local living history museum in Wisconsin. Oh, those are the best jobs. Oh, I love <laughs> them so much. 
I was super pumped to be spending my time outdoors, playing dress up, being surrounded by history and getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. I was stationed on a German farm that was portraying life. It was back in the 1890s. After a few days of getting acquainted with my farm, I ran into a family friend who had worked there in the past. After finding out which farm I was on, she proceeded to ask, Oh, have you guys seen Fred yet? (laughs) She told me that good old ghost Fred was a child of the family who lived there in the late 1890s until his death in the 60s. He was a sweet ghost, but he was particular and he liked a very clean house. (laughs) I never saw him, but he sure did scare the ever-living out of me one day. I was sweeping the porch, avoiding the house like I usually did since, you know, ghost. (laughs) (laughs) The The front door of the house we would leave open. It opened into a hall that had a couple of doors that we would plexi off so visitors couldn't go and touch the artifacts, but could still see into all the rooms as they could, as they would have been in the 1890s. So I'm sweeping and the back bedroom door slams shut with a force. (laughs) I dropped my broom and I ran across the walkway to summer kitchen, an outdoor kitchen, There was no explanation to how it would slam. There were no visitors at the time. The only way that once the door was open to the bedroom is because it's plexiglass off. So there's like no wind. There's no windows were open. No breeze from the open front door. The layout uh, from the layout. And if the breeze did somehow catch it, it would have pushed the door open, not closed. After a minute of just staring at the house, I walked in, made my way to the bedroom, and apologized to Fred for not sweeping the house. Oh. Listen, <laughs> know my place? Ghosts are greater than me. <laughs> my friend also had an experience where a whole group of kids on a field trip saw him through the window, and he waved at them before walking into the back room, into the back bedroom. That's freaky. I didn't really have any other experiences there other than phantom footsteps when I was alone. But you better believe I kept his house spotless after that. (laughs) Oh, stay spooky. Stay spooky, my friends. Maggie. Oh, thank you, Maggie. That was amazing. Oh, I love it. Maggie. Maggie. I don't. See, that's that's see that path could have ended in like in in like a new six star woman found dismembered from a ghost. Because when that happens, I'd be like, Oh, I quit. <laughs> I'll just go work at McDonald's. I'll be back. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Cause that's like when that happens, be like, oh, no. Can I get a transfer? Yeah, I was like, I love when people use ghost names like it's nothing. I love it too. Like, have you seen Fred yet? Just like so nonchalantly, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. When people ask, yeah. Never. Oh, I love that. I love like working at ham was like the coolest thing. I never got to dress up because that wasn't the department I was in. But like everybody kept on talking about how haunted it was, and I never saw a ghost. So I think I would be really excited to, you know, see a ghost in one of these museums. But that's just me. And then I'd probably see a ghost and be like, "No, I didn't mean it. <laughs> that was wrong." 
I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. All right, the next one is from Melanie Edge. And I recognize you. You're really, you like a lot of our stuff on social media. So, hi. First and foremost, love the pod. Thank you. We love you. And she says, (laughs) y'all are great. Thank you. You're great, too. I like compliments. So I have a few personal ghost stories I'd love to share and also a feel-good story if you need one. Yes, we do. Always. This is going to be long, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> I love everybody apologizing. Every time. We're like, oh, we love it. Give us more. So I saw my first ghost when I was five years old. Okay. That's an early start. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I've only told one other person this story. So Thank you for trusting us with this. If you've only told one other person, I'm excited. Unless it's tragic, then I'm sorry. All right, let's go. (laughs) My my family used to stay at the same beach house for a week every summer. I was in my room laying on the bed when I saw a black fluffy, fluffy, fluffy tail walking in from the door towards the bed. I assumed it was our cat, Pookie. Oh, that's cute. And how... That he had somehow managed to come with us. I looked over the bed to greet her and I just saw the tail go under the bed. No body, no nothing, just a floating tail. And my five-year-old self noped the hell out of that room. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yes. Smart kids. Applause. Smart applause. That's <laughs> also I love Pookie. Fast forward to when I was eight and my grandmother died. This was a story from my sister. My sister was the firstborn grandchild on both sides, so it was no wonder that this happened. I remember we were eating breakfast in the kitchen when my sister said that she saw Mama in her room the night before. She saw her a few more times after that and swears to this day that she wasn't dreaming. Aw, Mama. I had a dream that my Mima died the night that she died. You know, kids. Fast forward again to when our grandmother died in 2015. We joke and say that I was her most neglected child, neglected grandchild, and that's why I'm haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Were you the baby? Because I always felt like that. Because like my sister is eight years older than me, so she spent more time with my grandparents. So I always feel like I was more neglected by them because. I had no time with them. Anyway, not in a bad way, as she was just the most loving person you'd ever meet. I was the second born, and my cousin was born shortly after and lived closer than we did, so I didn't get to spend as much time as her. That makes sense. I bought my first house right after her death, and that's when all the activities started. I had everything from my motion sensor lights going off for no reason to scratches in the walls of my ceiling. I don't like that. (laughs) Especially if you're like a grandma. Don't scratch walls. Yeah. <sighs> One of my cats will sit and stare at nothing, especially corners, and he will do it for a creepily long time, like 15 to 20 minutes. That's way too long. <laughs> That's a long time for a cat. I have a video of him staring at the ceiling and then an orb floating through. The creepiest thing that has happened was one night I woke up to loud footsteps in my attic. There were four footsteps walking Oh, God. Right above my bed from one end of the house to the other. I know I wasn't losing my mind because both my cats were on the bed with me and they were both super freaked out. It was loud in all caps. It's impossible for anything to walk in the attic above where the bed is because it's just insulation and there's about a foot of space. Oh, God. About a foot of space. 
in that area. Nobody can fit up there. Oh my god. Okay. I don't like this. It's one of those ones where it like slopes down. Don't like that. Now I think I'm a pretty rational person. Even though my husband would beg to differ. I completely understand that. And I had <laughs> and I had a guy checking out my HVAC shortly after this. And I asked him to look for any signs of an animal or something in the attic. I also had the pest inspector look for any signs of something that might be in the walls. Nothing. I decided to smudge the house and things settled down. So that's uh, sage. When in doubt, sage it out. Mm. Good stuff. And then we still have activity every now and then. Like a couple of weeks ago, I saw a full shadow in our room. Mm. No. No, no, no. It was the shape of a woman with long hair. Oh, God. I've also seen a little girl standing next to my husband's side of the bed. Oh, God. It's creepy. Hey, at least it's I- on his side. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's creepy, but I don't feel threatened, so I'll embrace it. That's fair. <laughs> I've also had a ghost run in and... Oh, my God. I had a ghost run out in front of my car. We live near some very historic parts of the Mecklenburg County in North Carolina. There's a church that was built in the 1830s down the street with an equally old cemetery. There's a curve right before you get to the stone wall that starts the property. I was driving home one night when I saw this white mass go across the road right before the stone wall. It was big enough and dense enough that I thought it was a deer and promptly slammed on my brakes. Because I was not about to hit that thing. After that, I realized what I saw was not a deer. It was a white mass. Way taller than a deer. It didn't touch the ground and it literally just floated across. Oh my god. In one sweet, swift movement and disappeared into the woods. I don't like that. (laughs) If it was a deer, you would expect the trees and bushes to be moving where it went in. Nope. Nothing was moving. It wasn't foggy and the weather was clear. There was an officer of the Revolutionary War, William Lee Davison, who was buried in the cemetery there. There have been reported sightings of his ghost riding his horse through the area. I think that it was him that I saw. How badass is it that you just saw a Revolutionary War hero on a horse go in front of your car? I mean, that's some serious bragging shit right there. Now for a feel-good story. Yay. <laughs> oh, yes. My husband runs the spooky CLT Instagram account. He's, they've uh-huh. sent several stories in. That's exciting. And he sent some stories to you guys. We were supposed to get married on March 28th of this year, but unfortunately had to postpone due to COVID-19. Oh. God damn it, COVID. <laughs> Ruining everything. <laughs> now, we're both spooky people, so I've asked our venue if it's possible oh oh i love this if it's possible they had this halloween available for us to postpone to and by some miracle they did halloween 2020 was the date i originally wanted to have our wedding but i was told by several people that they didn't want to wait that long the day after we decided to pull the plug we were like tomorrow's friday the 13th how funny it would be if we got married on friday the 13th (laughs) and then had our wedding on halloween so that's what we did. We went down to her <laughs> house on Friday the 13th and got married. And I've now spent the first two months of our marriage in quarantine. Oh, again, love the pod. Keep doing what you're doing. Have a great day, Melanie. And then Elsa says, you don't need to share this part of the pod. Oh, okay, I'll cut this out. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you, Melanie. Yeah. And... I love, 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 love the stories your husband sent. They are amazing. And I'm, oh, I'm just, oh, that was so good. 
anyway, congratulations on being yes. married. We're going to just stand outside the wedding. We're just going to. We can all bring like kegs. Have our own little party outside. Be like, yeah. if you want to let us in, that's fine. If yeah, not, make it yeah. like, I don't want to like completely encroach. Like this is the pre-party. The real party. <laughs> scenario. So Pre-post. We're here all day, all night. You know? yeah. yes. well, let's tailgate in this wedding. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, congratulations. I love everybody. I don't know if you guys watch the Feel Good News on YouTube, but it's been showing all the weddings, like people being creative on how to get married during quarantine. Just so sweet. So, welcome to married life. So, the next one is from Kylie. She says, Hi, cuties. (laughs) My name is Kylie. She or her. And I just started listening to you guys. Thanks for following my dog's Instagram, by the way. Oh. Thank you for having a dog Instagram. Yep. (laughs) It would have taken me longer to find you guys if you hadn't. And I wanted to tell you guys an interesting story to share on your show, but I wasn't sure what to share. The biggest issues I have are I don't know what. All you have covered already, and the most interesting stories I know about my family are things I'm not sure I'm allowed to share. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry, right? <laughs> it's changing the names, you know. That's true. That's true. So yeah, she, she goes. She calls her mom, mom and dad. Mom. <laughs> Done. Done. You know what is it? Modern solutions and everything. <laughs> I love that name Chappelle mean. All right, excuse me. But it hit me when I was walking Kodak. Is that the dog's name? Kodak? Pronouncing it right? All right. Mm, I think so. But it hit me when I was walking Kodak this morning. I knew what I should write about. I first want to dedicate the story to my Aunt Karen. She oh. passed away several years ago. And the story I have to share would not have happened without her. When I was really young... I think I was eight. I went to George W. Bush's Christmas party. Well, this is our name drop. (laughs) What? (laughs) My Aunt Karen worked as a librarian for the executive office of the president. And that year she was invited as a guest. That's really cool. That is so badass. Like any good swanky party, she got to take a plus one. I don't remember much. But I will share what I do remember. We got there. We went through security scanners and bag checks like an airport. Then we had our coats taken to the coat room. This will be important later. We took a picture with George W. and Laura Bush and listened to violinists playing music. I guarantee I pretended to dance like a ballerina, even though I have never had any true ballet training to this day. I also walked through a lot of rooms with a lot of Christmas trees I'm sure I enjoyed them at the time, but I don't remember much about what they really look like. The crown jewel of the party was the gingerbread house. Oh, yeah. That's a huge part of that party. The presidential family's Scottish terriers were in the yard of the gingerbread White House. (laughs) And the thing was huge. I think the photo below is the one I saw in person, but... Oddly, Google is not very giving when it comes to images of the White House, White House gingerbread <laughs> houses. At the end of the night, we got our coats back and the White House chief usher, Gary Walters, put my coat on for me like a gentleman. Aww. 
Aww. He also shook my hand. But being eight, I gave him my left hand to shake instead of my right hand. Undeterred, he flipped his right hand over in an awkward position to shake mine. I don't think I ever messed up a handshake after that night. <laughs> I also got very lucky because the party on a school night and it got canceled due to snow. Below is more historical information about the presidential Christmas party and, of course, the gingerbread house tradition if you're interested. I hope you enjoy the story. I hope I will be able to send you more stories this summer after school ends. Love, Kylie and Kodak. Oh, thank you so much. This photo is amazing. I sent it to you, Luciano, on Facebook. Okay. You can see the little puppies. They're playing in the snow. (laughs) So cute. Oh, that is cute. Oh, I love that. It doesn't even look like gingerbread, really. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's a picture of Laura Bush standing next to it. That thing is enormous. If you click through the side photos. It's like a giant dollhouse. Maybe someone's haunting it. It's like half the size of Laura Bush. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. We should just do like a White House episode. There's so much. We really should. Thank you, Lucia. There's so many stories. There's so many traditions. I know I've covered the Easter egg roll, but there's so many traditions the White House does. It's so cool. Although I read today that one tradition that's been going on for over 40 years has been canceled. Which one? The unveiling of the portrait of the previous president. Trump refuses to unveil the Obama portrait in the White House. It's been a tradition for the entire modern, like the modernity, whatever that word is. Modernity. Modernity. <laughs> and he refuses to do it. But then Obama's like, it's cool. I didn't want to go there anyways. He's, he, he, such such dignity to the office. I mean, <sighs> yeah, we should do. A, I'll put that on the list of things we should cover. <laughs> yes, one of the most interesting things I think about it. I just glanced at the article. I didn't realize how old. Then it started in the 1970s. Is one of the history ships and Bates and constructed a decorated gingerbread house for the enjoyment of the first family and the American people and White House visitors displayed on a 1902 mahogany eagle console table in front of the gilded gear mirror. It's just superficial. Wow. That is so cool. Thank you so much, Kylie, for sharing that. I love stories like that. And you're, oh, you're so lucky. You're like the second person I know that's got to hang out in the White House. Like we knew Deborah from the library. She used to work at the White House. But Whenever I had to find an intern for grad school, I tried to, I was going to suck it up and try to intern at the White House, but then Trump canceled all the historical departments. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, I can avoid them. I can do this. But yeah, they canceled all those interns. It's like, man, that was my whole plan. I wanted to go there. <sighs> anyway, this is from Lisa Luring. Luring? I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing the wrong. It's titled Haunted Dorm. It says, I attended Eastern Illinois University starting in the fall of 2001. One of our dorms, Pemberton Hall, (laughs) that's so, so fancy, is notoriously haunted by Mary. The following is from, quote, the big book of Illinois ghost stories by Troy Taylor. After that, I have added my personal experiences, Mary. So thank you for signing your source for one. That just makes me excited. And thank you for your story. All right, so the ghost of Mary Hawkins. 
One of the most famous ghosts in Illinois is a specter that haunts the woman's dorm known as Pemberton Hall and Eastern Illinois University in Charleston. This building has long and rich history that is filled with tradition and tales of ghosts. Pemberton Hall was the first college building in Illinois to provide on-campus housing for women. It is also the first such building to become haunted. All right, then. The past decades have provided literally hundreds of tales of strange events, ghostly apparitions, and frightening tales about the dorm. For more than 80 years, women living in the hall claim to have encountered the ghost or ghosts and have reported the spirits playing the piano, scratching the walls. <laughs> why do you scratch walls? I don't... Well, why is that a thing? Why is that a thing, ghosts? Please tell me. <laughs> The hauntings began with the murder that allegedly took place one winter's night in the early 1900s. According to the story, a student was attacked in the fourth floor music room on the hall and left for dead. She managed to make it down the stairs to the floor of a hall counselor before she died. As years pass, residents of Pemberton Hall have said that they've heard this event from the past repeating itself in the building. They recall the dragging sounds heard near the stairs that lead to the upper floor and the sounds of scratching on the doors and walls. Most disconcerting, though, are the bloody footprints that have appeared in the corridor only to vanish moments later. Oh, no. <laughs> I, um, many believe that the ghost of the murdered young woman has returned to haunt Pemberton Hall, but she is not the most famous spirit who wanders these halls. That's not the most famous. <laughs> Just leaving bloody footprints, but that's not the worst. Terrifying. <sighs> the counselor who discovered the murdered girl was named Mary Hawkins. All right, that's the whole story. So I guess she's the one haunting here. All right, she yeah. was a young woman herself, barely older than lady she had been hired to assist. She was very attractive with a bright disposition that quickly made her a favorite among the residents of Pemberton Hall. However, the effect of the murder on Mary's personality was devastating. She became haunted by the death of the young woman, and students spoke of seeing her pacing the hallways at hours late at night, unable to sleep, and tormented by the horrible visions and guilt. Finally, unable to cope with the depression, oh no, I know where this is going, and the nightmares that accompanied it, Mary was institutionalized and later completed suicide. Oh no. Shortly after her death, the residents of Pemberton Hall started to report some rather strange occurrences in the building, and these spooky events continue today. They believe the incidents can be explained as the ghost of Mary Hawkins still making her rounds and checking in on the women who live in the building. Perhaps her spilt, spilt, spirit is unable to rest after losing one of the women in her care and still roams the halls watching out for them and protecting them from harm. Her ghost is said to glide through the rooms, locking and unlocking doors, turning off radios and televisions, and generally keeping track of things that go on there. Throughout the decades, residents have reported hearing sounds of whispers in the building, especially on the fourth floor. One student who lived in Pemberton Hall in 1976 recalled the problems that the resident advisors had with furniture in one of the lounges. It seems that all the furniture in this room would be often found overturned <laughs> or rearranged. That'd be a pain in the ass if you're the one that has to fix that every time. <laughs> some claim that the or some claim that they have witnessed the apparition of a woman in corridors of the dorm and have come to believe that this is Mary. There are also reports of her opening doors and peering into rooms as if checking to make sure they were asleep. 
No. In recent years, the majority of weird reports have centered on the fourth floor. Even though no one goes up there, this does not stop residents from reporting the sound of footsteps pacing overhead, strains of a faint piano music filtering down from the upper floor, and the floor remains darkened and closed off and is empty to save for old furniture and dust of decades. It has been abandoned by students and visitor alike, although it still has a piano stored in there in the music room. Is this where the music comes from? If so, it has to be a wonder if the music has emanated from those days of the world or the next. That's very ominous. So then it says my experiences. My I first visited Pemberton Hall when I was 11. That's that's young. I visited with my cousin for, quote, Little Siblings Weekend. That's really sweet. She didn't live in Pemberton, but her friend did, and we went to visit her. We were in the lobby area, which is beautiful, with a wooden staircase that leads up to the second and third floors, as well as down to the lower level of rooms. There was a young couple, also in the lobby, while we were there. They were hanging out just like us. Then all of a sudden, something changed in them. He got very angry for no apparent reason. All of a sudden, he rose... Oh, God. He he rose up, walked into the stairway to the basement dorms, and punched the wall. There is now a huge hole in the wall, and then there was blood. All of a sudden, he snapped back to normal. I was terrified, and we soon left the dorm and head back to our cousin's dorm room. I had no idea what it could cause this sudden change until I learned about the attack that happened years ago. Now I believe that he was sometimes taken over by the killer, and his anger came out. Oh, the killer of the young girl. Okay. I forgot that there was a first story. <laughs> 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 my bad <laughs> oh that's really scary could you imagine just like blacking out and waking up like the broken hand being like what happened I'm just here to visit my little sibling not since college <laughs> <laughs> when I was attending Easter my friend Anne was a resident assistant who lived in the basement dorms of Pemberley. oh god that would be a terrible place to live since she was often on call when we'd hang out at her dorm, I didn't know about the ghost of Mary until after I met her and we started hanging out at the dorm. There are many experiences that I know I cannot remember them all. So here's just a few. One night during my freshman year, we were hanging out in her room playing cards. There were four of us and we planned on spending the night since it was well after midnight. We had the window open and it was a hot evening and there was not AC. Anne's room was not below ground, so her window was about a foot level if you were outside. At around 1, she st- or stated that the window would close soon. I remember thinking, okay, just go close it. Then all of a sudden, the window slowly closed. <laughs> Imagine me is so used to it that you have it timed. <laughs> oh, man. It was a window that you could, or you had to push to close. I've had one of those windows slam many times, but it didn't slam. It just slowly closed. That's when I first learned about Mary. During my sophomore year, I was at Pemberton in the early evening, and I decided to leave and walk back to my apartment at the other end of, oh my god, I can't even talk anymore, campus. Our campus was very small. It was two blocks long and three blocks wide. So yeah, that is pretty small. I usually walked home at night on the outside of campus because I had a road there. I felt safer there if I was walking alone. To get to the outside of campus, I had to walk through the industrial section of the basement to go to the side door. I remember leaving Anne's room and telling her I would go home and then give her a call, but I didn't have a cell phone at this time. None of us did. We're all old. <laughs> when I was walking through the basement, I thought I would stop to use the bathroom since 
The walk would take me at least 30 minutes. So I stopped at one of the bathrooms in the section of the basement. It was a freaky bathroom with an old lock on the door, and I was always afraid I would get locked in with no cell phone, and I would be stuck. I never locked the door because, <laughs> because there was a stall in the bathroom, so I wasn't worried anybody walking in or catching me. I never locked the door, but I typically used it during the day. Well, I went to the bathroom, washed my hands, and then pulled on the door. Nope, nothing. I looked in the lock, and it was one of those that you could see the turn of the lock, and it was turned, locked. But I, I know I didn't lock it. So I unlocked it, and I hurried outside and hurried home. I told Anne, I told her I got home, and then I told her what happened to the bathroom. And she said she had heard lately if girls use the bathroom at night, they have come out of the stall and found the locked door and the garbage moved in front of the door. When I attended, I wasn't freaked out by the story of Mary. I felt sorry for her and that she couldn't help the student on watch, but grateful that she returned to keep an eye on all of this while we were there. So that was really sweet. I saw the trash can all of a sudden there or something. I would be more yeah. concerned. Mm, I don't... Um... Lock, maybe. Trash can moving? No, no, no. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Calm> down! <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> Uh, thank you, Lisa. That's really cool. Oh. I know UCA had one dorm that had a lot of ghost stories. I regrettably did not stay in that dorm. But I knew the RA there, and she said that there was a couple of rooms where, like, they just stopped putting people in because they would just complain all the time about ghosts. I was like, why didn't I get those dorms? Anyway. Well, thank you guys for sending us your stories. These have been amazing. Yes, very entertaining. Oh, so um, great. Uh, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys survived your story so you can tell them. <laughs> I, I didn't make <laughs> decisions in your stories, but you made it out. So what can I? Can't I can't. Wow. This is, yeah, these are amazing. So many, so many feel good, so many scary, so many nopes. Yep. I, I love these episodes. <laughs> They're so good. As always, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sending us our, your stuff. And uh, Even if you're not sure if you should or not. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and never apologize for them being long. Yeah. I enjoy them. Mark your calendars of this Halloween. We're crashing a wet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bring booze. It'll be fine. <laughs> we will tailgate, tailgate the wedding. Yes. <laughs> we should at least send some... <laughs> We'll just show up. It's fine. I was about to like, we should send gifts. No, we'll just show up. We are the gifts. Yeah. And booze. We'll share booze. <laughs> what was the first story you read today? Oh Lord. Oh, I can I can look this up. Uh I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I can find that for you. Give me one nope. Oh, oh nope. sending at the the ho- the house with the recording. I think that was first. Oh yeah, that was the best one. I mean that was the creepiest one. Yeah, that, uh, that woman. That woman one got me too. The Halloween night, Marissa's story. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The dream. Mm. The dream. Yes, that's terrifying. I don't, I don't dream, like that. Uh, the dream. There's nothing more creepy than like an extremely vivid dream where you think you're dying or somebody you love is dying, and it's so real you think it's happening. That's terrifying. That's traumatizing. I do not like that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Anyway, if you have dream stories, send those. I find them fascinating. When I was a kid, I used to have (laughs) weird-ass dreams that people would die and then they did die. And I was like, is this normal? Don't dream of me, Tina. Don't dream of me. It doesn't happen anymore. 
Keep but, my name out of your mouth, Kina. <laughs> I know. I was so Why risk it? <laughs> like when I, and then when I was a teenager, like I had friends that would die and then they would come talk to me in my dreams. And then by the time I was an adult, like my best friend died and I was like, all right, she'll at least talk to me in my dreams and never did. Just talk to me, dude. But yeah, it's never happened since. But I'm waiting. So 15 years, Ray. Them talk to me in my dreams. I guess I was psychic when I was a kid or something. I don't know. Aren't kids, like kids and animals, supposed to be more yeah, yeah, yeah. acceptable anyway? And it's like when you grow up, people like tell you you're crazy or something. You become less inept yeah. to it, I guess. I don't know. The day before Ray died, we went to a psychic because we were like, why not? This will be fun. And then the lady, like, she told me that something was about to happen that would change my life and it would be devastating and I would never recover. And I was like, I'm not going to pay you for that. You tell me, yeah, what, you tell me my lottery numbers and good day, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. is what I need. Yeah, yeah. And, and she was just like, it's bad. And then she was like, your aura is black. And she's like, for $50, I can cleanse it. So I was like, quack. And then Ray was like, oh, yeah, she told me that I was going to meet the love of my life. And we're going to get married and we'll have kids and blah, blah, blah. It was like the traditional, what everybody says. And then she died the next day. Either one, she just made shit up because she was a quack. Or two, like she saw she was going to die. And then she told her something that made her happy. So I can't tell if I don't yeah, like her. Thinking, or she just got you mixed up. Yeah. I thinking, yeah. I was thinking that she was like, oh, don't, you know, don't go. Yeah. She's like, she thought your timeline was really long. She's like, I'm not going to scare her. Yeah. Your, your soul is dark. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't know which one happened, but I always thought of you, that. You're like, you mean this hoodie? Should I take the hoodie off? <laughs> I always wondered. I'm like, if she was a real psychic, did she see it? Being like, oh shit, you're gonna die tomorrow. Like, you can't tell people that. I guess I don't know. I don't know how psychics work, but I'm assuming. But it was. Uh... Yeah. But we had a great day. We went to a psychic, and then we went to Walmart, and we sat on the floor and read magazines and talked about our future weddings. Which I didn't have a wedding, so that didn't matter. And then we went to this weird fairy shop, and then she picked out a fairy she really liked. And it was like a really great day. Like if you're gonna have like one last day with your best friend, it was a good day. That was a good day. Yeah. Anyway, thanks guys for listening. That got our. I was like, and like the whole time. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yesterday was her birthday, so it was all fresh in my head. I was like, I was saying, didn't didn't I just see a post about her or something? Yeah, yeah. She would have been like thirty eight yesterday. Yeah. How did she pass? A car accident. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she wasn't feeling good. And, like, we worked at Sonic, which, you know, you worked at McDonald's. So everybody kept saying, like, hey, I'll work late. You just let her go home. And they were like, no, she's going to work. And as she was driving home, she, like, passed out or something and then hit somebody head on. Yeah. And I was supposed to be, like, right behind her. And then somebody grabbed me because I was a manager and they're really blah 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 so I'm like I guess that's kind of a blessing because I didn't see it happen but I was supposed to be I was on her way to her house it just sucks yeah I'm like 15 years oh she was way funnier than me she would have been way better on this podcast than me she was hilarious I guess we need her and better Natalie Natalie Yeah, she was a joy. She used to like be one of those people that could do karaoke, but she would just like on the spot change every word to be about something. So she used to do like JLo songs about me and she would just change them on the spot and do karaoke. She was a good singer. It was nice. Oh, anyway, so yeah, we're going to crash a wedding. We need more ghost stories.
And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>